0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado.
2: Honestly, I was real. I was like, do I wanna go beat up a kid?
3: (laughs) Kinda. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we would put each other in the Hall of Fame. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. I'm a recovering basketball writer. And I'm Jordan Liggins, an editor at Mojo. Jordan, I cheated. I know what we're doing today (laughs) because I've been so excited about this one. So why don't you go ahead and tell people who is coming on the show and what she's talking about, and what she pitched us. It is wonderful. I can't wait.
2: We have a special contributor, Nia Simone, who is a writer, podcaster, radio host. She does some things for Nike. She has a billion jobs and we support her hustle.
3: A billion and one now.
2: (laughs) She reported a piece on Tamika Catchings, and it's a special weekend for Tamika Catchings and a lot of other big-name basketball players, so we wanted to highlight her story.
3: Yeah, and before we go into the Hall of Fame lineup, that was actually the 2020 Hall of Fame lineup, but because of COVID, they're just now being honored. Nia got Tamika Catchings, and I actually got to be on the recording, and the whole time I turned my camera off because I was just so starstruck. I mean, she's amazing. (laughs) Anyway, yes, it is an extremely stacked class for this Hall of Fame. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan. But when Nia pitched us this story, we were thinking, wow, there's a real chance Tamika gets hidden behind those big names. And that would be the most ridiculous thing ever. She is so important to the game of basketball. I don't even think that we could possibly get through all of her accolades in one podcast. Seriously,
2: it would take the whole time. But let's play a game. Let's see who can list the most or who runs out first because she has so many. Okay, (laughs) I'll start. I'll start 10 times. WNBA All Star.
3: You just knew that off the top of your head? Yeah. Okay. It's Tamika Catchings. Well, she's definitely a gold medalist. Yes. Actually, hold on. Let me look up how many. Four gold medals. Now I'm cheating because I'm on her Wikipedia, <laughs> which is just amazing. First of all, four gold
2: medals. And going back to the WNBA, 2012 WNBA champion, because
3: of course she is a championship mentality. I did know that in 2011, she was the MVP. So I did know that one, even though I'm on the Wikipedia. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but when they won, she was the finals MVP. You're right. And then what we talk about
2: in the story, too, defense. She won Defensive Player of the Year
3: five times. And then how many all-defensive teams did she make?
2: Twelve Double-digit all defensive teams, which is wild. (laughs) Like, no one is doing this. Do you guys get this? No one has these accolades.
3: Well, I mean, we speak about LeBron's career. She played for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And in the WNBA, it's extremely difficult because she also played overseas. Yes. It's hard to stay in the league that long. It wears down your body. She also led the league in steals eight times. It's wild. Wild. She holds
2: that record. Steals per game. Career-wise, she's number one. So she just brings this energy of not only am I a badass, I'm amazing at my job and what I can do. And she has taken the game in the WNBA to a whole nother level. For 15 years, she was playing at this high level, which is really hard
3: to do. And also, since I was in the recording, I did a bunch of reading on her just to make sure that I was well informed. And... There's actually a huge thing that I did not know about Tamika Catchings, which is that she has a hearing disability. Her parents found out very early on in her life. I will admit I had no idea. And all the things I read, it was like, this is a really powerful, inspirational story. And as we go through this story with Nia, I want everyone to keep in mind that on an individual basis, it is amazing what she has accomplished. It is so amazing. And that is inspiring. But to this day, it's a failure on the institutions to not provide resources to athletes who have disabilities, especially young athletes who might opt out of playing sports if they don't have the right help. So yes, let's appreciate the hell out of Tamika Catchings, who is just phenomenal. But let's also take her story that we're about to hear as a lesson that we need to provide resources so kids, teenagers, adults can enjoy sports regardless. Mm. Facts.
2: Okay, now let's go to the host of Nike's Come Through, producer of 929 The Game, and co-host of In The Clutch podcast, Nia Simone. Nia, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: I am so excited to hear the story that you brought us. I absolutely love Tamika Ketchings.
0: Same girl, same.
2: <laughs> One of my favorite memories, actually, regardless of the amazing career that she's had, was when I talked to her right before the wobble last season and seeing her in this leadership position as the VP of operations of the Indiana Fever and the GM and just Basking in her glory, first being able to talk to her, that was great in its own, but also just to see how far she's come in her career and how much she's done for the fever. And now she kind of gets to pay it forward by being in this leadership position. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, Jordan. And when I think of my favorite memory of her, this was way back in 2013 during my high school ball kit days, Indiana came to Atlanta. and. I think this was the moment for me where I realized that I knew that Tamika was great in basketball, but I had that moment where I was like, wow, like she is great. Um, during this game, <laughs> it went into overtime. She finished with 22 points and nine rebounds. They came up short, mm-hmm. but you know, when people say like, the ball does not stop. Like, the game is not over until the fat lady sings. I promise you, <laughs> even after the scoreboard went off, Tamika was still out there like, yo, like, let's go. Like, there's still more to the game. Catchings. She'll take a three and make a three. Never count out the heart of a champion. Tamika Catchings will make big plays. But it's about her passion, her heart, just her dedication to this game. I mean, you cannot fake the funk. She loves the game. She's so passionate and she puts all of her heart and her energy into this game and it shows on the floor. It's really astonishing the career that she's had. Absolutely. But what a lot of people don't understand is that there are layers to Tamika's story. When you think about all the things someone has to overcome to become a professional athlete, let alone a hall of famer, you think of a long list. Tamika has to train relentlessly. She had to dedicate hours and hours and hours, long nights and early mornings. The WBA at the time was only five years old when Tamika was drafted in 2001, and it was struggling with instability. Plus, because there are so few teams compared to most professional leagues, there's an even slimmer chance that you'll get on the roster, let alone stay there for 15 years, like Tamika did with the Indiana Fever. She pushed through so much, but Tamika's story went way beyond even that.
2: Okay, you you have my full attention. Tell me everything.
0: I'm going to take you back to the beginning. Tamika's dad, Harvey Catchings, played in the NBA. He was a front court player drafted in the '70s, back when there were ten rounds, and he was in the sixth. But don't let that fool you. Harvey was a solid role player who was known for his rim protection. And Jordan, Giannis actually just passed him for second on the Bucks all-time blocks list.
1: He'll fire. It was partially deflected. Catchings got a hand on it. Nixon has a three-on-one. Again, Catchings gonna slam!
0: So I guess we know where Tamika got her love for defense from. So Harvey had just been traded to the Bucks when Tamika was born in 1979. The Catchings were still in Milwaukee when Tamika was three years old, and that's when they learned something that would change all of their
4: lives. My mom and dad found out that I was born with a hearing disability. My name is Tamika Ketchings and I am currently the vice president of basketball operations and general manager for the Indiana Fever. Woo woo. So
0: how did they find out? They were at a playground actually and Harvey was calling for Tamika. He was calling her name and saw that she wasn't moving in response. So they went to get her hearing tested and she was 3 at the time. What it meant to have a hearing disability didn't register for Tamika until later in her childhood.
4: Early on, I had no idea what that meant. Even when they told me like, oh, you're born with a hearing? Like, "Okay, great. As long as I can go outside, as long as I can play, as long as I can follow my brother and my sister. And her
0: sister, Taja, and her older brother, Kenyon, who was also diagnosed
4: with a hearing disability as a kid. And be right on their heels and everything that they were doing, that's the only thing that mattered to me.
0: Still." Tamika says that their parents did a
4: great job of making them feel just
0: like any other kids. My
4: mom and dad did a great job of making sure that we were normal. I mean, right, we're a normal family. But I think my mom, they they did a great job of just making sure, you know, inside the family that we did everything like any other normal family would do.
2: But their life wasn't exactly normal, right? Like no one's life can really be normal when your dad plays in the NBA.
4: Yeah, and they moved around a lot too. I was born in New Jersey, and then he got traded from Jersey to Milwaukee. And then he got traded to LA, but we stayed in Milwaukee. Then when he got finished playing in the state, we actually moved to Italy for a year. So basketball was kind of like our life. And even though
0: her parents did such a good job making Tamika and her brother Kenyon feel like their hearing disability didn't exclude them from anything.
4: The hard part for us was going to the outside world and realizing that we were different. The outside world
0: wasn't always so kind. Tamika told me a story about when she was in the second grade. Her family had just moved back to the States from Italy, where her dad was playing basketball with the now defunct team in Grecia. Tamika transferred to a school in Abilene, Texas.
4: That was the first time that I got made fun of. The first time that I realized I was different. I got made fun of for the way that I talked, for the hearing aids that I wore, for being different. It was hard. Every single day, I just remember. I dreaded going to school, coming home. I just have tears streaming down my face. And I would stomp into the house and I would ask my mom, I would beg her, like, please don't make me go back to school.
0: She'd even asked
4: to do chores instead, whatever it took to not go back. And every day my mom pushed me back out there to go back, almost like facing the real world as a second grader.
0: You know, Jordan, it honestly broke my heart to hear how cruel these kids were to her because mm. imagine bullying the Tamika Catchings.
2: The Tamika Catchings. I think that is the emphasis here. First of all, let's just say something. Bullies are horrible. They suck. It's getting me fired up.
0: No, seriously. (laughs) No, for real. Same. (laughs) I'm over here mad like I want to go back to that day. (laughs) Like get me in a time machine and go back. But I mean, you know, she's an amazing person inside and out, on and off the floor. But these bullies pushed her so far that she would do something that would really hinder her
4: that year, I also threw
0: away my hearing aid. She what? She was walking home from school with her brother and sister one day, and she was so upset from being teased that she stopped walking. She took one hearing aid out, then took out the other, and just threw them into this tall field of grass as far as she could. Mm, what, what did her mama say about that? <laughs> Ooh, Jordan, when her mom found out, <laughs> They all went to go look for him. And unfortunately, they didn't find him. And Tamika's mom told her, we can't afford to buy you new ones. Mm.
4: And my thing early was, I just want to fit in. I want to be normal. I want to be like everybody else. Not realizing that me wanting to be normal, wanting to fit in and be like everybody else would also cost me in the long run. Because I had to learn how to adjust to not having my hearing aids and not being able to hear for was going on
2: i really can't believe that kids were teasing her about having hearing aids
0: well jordan what you have to remember about this time is that it's the 80s hearing aids were more portable and comfortable than they'd ever been but they were big tamikas called them big brown boxes in interviews before these things were not discreet Think of anything you were self-conscious about as a kid. And honestly, they weren't that good at filtering out noises still. So there were multiple frustrations. On top of that, Tamika was tall. She wore glasses and she had braces.
2: Yeah, it was the braces for me. That was my most insecure thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wore glasses and braces growing up too. And I was tall. So I feel that. I feel that on a spiritual level.
2: But yeah, braces, being tall, that was a separate thing. But a hearing aid... That's something she needs. How did she manage to live life without them?
0: Well, Tamika quickly learned four skills. Number one. I learned how to read lips. I still
4: read lips. Two, I sat in the front row of every single one of my classes. That way, she could read the teacher's lips. Number three. I literally would be at home reading chapters in the textbook, and I would just hope that whatever I read, the teacher would cover in class the next day. And finally. After every single class. I would stay after to talk to the teacher. As long as the teacher was looking at me and I could read their lips, I could take good notes. But as soon as they turned around and write on the chalkboard, I literally had word blank, word blank. I had to fill in the blank with the teacher every single class, but I knew that if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be able to succeed.
0: And that went beyond the classroom. While school was difficult at times for Tamika, sports were a place where she could shine and she played everything. Basketball wasn't even her first sport. First was soccer, second was softball. Tamika and her sister
4: Taja were even good tennis players. My sister and I, we could have been Serena and Venus before Serena and Venus even came. But it's funny to think now, like of all the different things that we were able to do. But for me, that's how I just, I guess in a way, stayed normal because it was like, you know what? If we could practice and get really, really good, When we get on the playground, you'll be one of the first ones to get picked on the team.
2: Honestly, it hurts me hearing her use the word normal. And it's not like something is wrong with her. The world is set up against her.
0: Yeah, I mean, sports were the place that made her feel the most included.
4: So you don't realize that you're different because it's like, as long as I'm on the team, it doesn't matter, right? And I think through sports and specifically So team sport that allows you the opportunity to grow in so many other areas.
2: And like we heard earlier, she had to go through so many steps and hoops to be able to keep up in school. And she's going to have to go through those same barriers that she did in a classroom in a much faster environment on the
0: court. How did she deal with that? Jordan, you play basketball. I play basketball. When you're on the court, your senses are at work. Basketballs are bouncing, shoes are screeching on the hardwood floor, fans are yelling, coaches are calling plays, teammates are yelling, switch, switch, whistles are being blown during every possession. Now imagine if all of those key elements of the game, which players lean on, were inaccessible Without hearing aids, and with the sounds of basketball turned down, the only things Tamika had to rely on were reading lips and studying her opponent's body language.
4: Basketball is a game of sign language. Most sports are, right? I mean, you see the point guard coming down, calling plays. We see it in baseball where you got the coach from the side, or you got the shortstop coach, or you got the first or third base coach. I mean, it's all about sign language. And so one of the things from basketball, I feel like I almost... Now I call it like my superpower, right? And when I was young, I wouldn't have looked at it like that. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, gosh, like I've been able to do a lot of things because although I had a hearing disability, I still, it it heightened my senses and other areas. It made me more aware of my surroundings. But it's not only
0: remarkable that Tamika was able to play sports and excel at them. It's remarkable that she kept playing them. Especially as it relates to hearing health health
1: and hearing loss, we know that the numbers are astronomical, especially in children. There's a lot of undiagnosed hearing loss. So then people self-isolate, they self-select out. I'm Erin Stouter. I am the CEO of HASA, which is Baltimore's Center for Language and Communication.
0: What Dr. Stouter told me was that it's common for kids with disabilities to be discouraged and drop out of sports.
1: So especially for folks who are undiagnosed, perhaps they play basketball in middle school, but then their hearing is deteriorating a little bit. They end up in a high school environment. High school is more intense. The coaches expect more. They can't keep up because of that hearing status.
0: And then they opt out. Remember that Tamika got rid of her hearing aids when she was in elementary school. She played without them throughout her high school career, where she was a star for Stevenson High School in the Chicago suburbs and later at Duncanville High in Duncanville, Texas. She went without her hearing aids all the way up until college, where she hooped at the University of Tennessee. Her coach was the late, great Pat Summit.
4: This is a chance of a lifetime. You can't be afraid to go out and compete and do whatever it takes.
0: It was Pat who, Tamika says, got her to embrace herself for who she was. And after all these years, to finally start wearing her hearing aids again
4: freshman year, Pat was the one that got me back into wearing hearing aids after practice. One day she called me in, you know, she took me through a series of things. When people can't see, what do they need? I'm like, they need glass and they need contact. When people can't walk, what do they need? A cane, a walker, you know, different things. She took me through a series of questions. And the last question she asked was when people can't hear, what do they need? The last thing she said before I walked out is she said, one day your story will impact thousands maybe millions of people. And I remember thinking to myself, Pat does not know me at all because I do not talk to people (laughs) at all. There's no way that I'm sharing my story.
0: Tamika helped lead the Laws to a perfect season in 1997-98. They won it all. That team was one of the best basketball teams ever. This is really where the
4: legend of Tamika Catchings begins. We went undefeated freshman year, 39 and 0, won a championship, and I just remember like, man, like I was on top of the world. Like, gosh, if this is the way college is going to be, like nobody can top this ever.
0: Fortunately for Tamika, a lot changed in the world of hearing aid technology. Between the time she was a kid and when she started wearing the devices again in college, one of the first things she noticed...
4: They were a lot smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wear the big bulky ones anymore.
0: However, they still had major flaws, especially for an athlete. Tamika's
4: hearing aids weren't waterproof. I sweat a lot. And so what ended up happening is I couldn't hear anything. Like at least without the hearing aid, I can hear the background noise. I can hear the game. I can comprehend without my hearing aid. But when those bad boys would get sweat in them and shut down, it's like they became earplugs on the court. I couldn't hear anything.
2: So Tamika's biggest aid that was supposed to help her turned into something that hindered her more once she got sweaty. Please, please tell me it's better
0: today. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more technology available to young athletes coming up today. Dr. Stouter said there has been a huge improvement in hearing aids since. So the hearing aid technology landscape has changed dramatically
1: in the past twenty thirty years, and actually even probably in the last five or 10, the iPhone and smartphones has revolutionized the landscape because now software can be on people's phones so that the input that is being received into the hearing aid in the ear can be managed and controlled by the athlete, by the user on their smartphone. And it can be programmed so that if somebody's in an arena, they get different sort of input as compared to if they're in the locker room because those are different acoustical settings.
0: Hearing aid technology improved a lot over the course of Tamika's basketball career. She was at Tennessee from 1997 to 2001. Then the Fever drafted her. She played professionally for 15 years, not just in Indiana, but in Korea, Russia, Poland, and Turkey.
1: Here with the lead. Catchings from
4: outside the arc, able to knock it down. 18
0: that shy young girl became the president of the WNBA's player union. She was in charge of representing every player in a league that needs people fighting for it all the time. And she was the president from 2004 to 2016 when she retired. The WNBA was still figuring out how to define itself when she became president. And she was one of the most vocal forces in helping shape its identity. It's a wonderful story, but. Even today, Tamika could only mention two others with hearing disabilities in the WNBA. Emma Mieseman, who plays for the Washington Mystics, and Michael Fisher, who works in the L.A. Sparks front office.
4: And so last summer, we actually took a picture, the three of us, because we're the only three in in the W that have a hearing disability. And I don't know if there's been anyone else outside of that. So it, I think it's great to be a role model.
0: But it's up to institutions and the people running them to make the sport of basketball a more inclusive space for folks with hearing disabilities, starting at a young age. Here's Dr. Stouder
1: When little kids are signing up for their first rec team, having on the online registration form, you know, do you have any concerns about your child's ability to communicate so that the coach from day one can be supportive and nurturing and perhaps be a connector to say, You expressed concern in this area. Here are some community resources to make sure you're connected with the right professionals.
0: Dr. Stauder also says that inclusion must start from a person who is in a position of authority, someone who has control and today. Tamika is that someone who has authority. She's the vice president of basketball operations and general manager for the Indiana Fever. She owns two restaurants in Indianapolis. She's a women's basketball commentator for ESPN and the SEC Network.
4: You know, being able to be in the front office now and being in a position to be a role model for so many young girls, young girls and boys that have hearing disabilities or any disability for them to be able to to know that they can achieve and they can be whatever they wanna be. We are in the DEI space right now. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And in this time, in this space right now, that is something that has been really prevalent, right? and heavy in our society, especially after last year and with you know some of the social justice and George Floyd and, and everything that's been going on, it really made us focus on diversity. It's really made us focus on equity and inclusion and not just with from the racial aspect but LGBTQT and it's not us focusing on just the disability. And trying to figure out how do we help people? It's how do we as a culture, how do we as a nation come together? And how do we figure out how to look beyond the surface and get to know the person? Our differences are what makes us so beautiful.
3: This episode of Spencers is brought to you by Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at indeed.com spinsters. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com spinsters. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com spin, that's better H-E-L-P, and join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash spin.
0: Tamika, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being so open and so transparent of sharing your story. I've learned so much. Again, as I told you, I was over here fighting back tears because, I mean, you were one of my favorite, you know, players growing up. You know, I was so inspired by you. So this is a full circle moment for me to just sit here and have this conversation with you. But your energy and you shining your light and and, and sharing your story with us is just, it means so much to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, like I said, I'm proud of you because there's a lot of people that wouldn't be able to do this and it takes courage. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll be watching you. I'm sure calling somebody game down the road. So keep it going.
2: I still can't believe you got to talk to her. What did you learn new about her? I think the most
0: beautiful part that I learned from this story is her conversation with Pat Summit. I didn't know that that was the shift for her. That was the shift of mm. blossoming and coming into the Tamika catching she is today because, you know, Pat Summit really opened her eyes to just embrace herself, take herself for who she is. Yeah. You never know if your story is going to impact someone one day, and it has. Love Pat. I feel like it always comes back to Pat somehow.
2: Yeah. She's just an amazing human being. And I'm so happy that she did empower her because it created the the beast and the wonderful human being of Tamika Catchings that we know and love as WNBA fans.
0: Yeah, Jordan, I, I wish you could have been there. I mean, she's so cool. She's so funny. I mean, I was cracking up the entire time. Uh, she's so sweet, so down to earth and you know, I think we got to take a trip to Indiana. We got to try out her restaurants and I think we need to catch a game. <laughs> yes, let's go. And also uh, we have to mention the
2: name of one of her restaurants or her cafe is Tease Me, which is like amazing. Tea, Tamika, tea, I, I, I love. A word play. So I mean, not only is she an incredible basketball player, the puns, the word play, that's why she's really
0: getting inducted in the Hall of Fame in my book. <laughs> Absolutely. She is the GOAT, she's the golden pun. She's the goat in basketball. She is the goat in general managing, owning a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, she does it all. Thank you, Nia, for
2: sharing this story, for coming on. This was so much fun. Please tell everyone, where can everyone find you, follow you, and read your stuff?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. This was amazing. Me on Twitter and Instagram, at NiaOnAir. It is N-I-A on air, Twitter and Instagram.
2: That's our show. Please tell us your favorite Tamika Catchings moment. I know there are so many to choose from, but try to only pick one. And leave it on our voicemail at 502-874-4453. Or send us an email at bluewirepods.com to be featured
3: on the show. This episode of Spinsters was reported by Nia Simone. It was written by Nia, Cody Nelson, and me, Haley O'Shaughnessy. Our hosts are Jordan Liggins and me. Editing by Cody Nelson with production by Cody, Alex Ward, Isabel Jocelyn, and Jordan. Fact-checking by Miriam Khan. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me.
2: Pistons fan, love your show. My name's Eric. The highly specific thing I'm worried about with my team entering the playoffs is that Cade Cunningham's veganism causes him to break down by the Eastern Conference Finals.